Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville Pound 3636. Our panel is in studio. It's a remarkable achievement. Everybody came in on a day where, uh, you know, school bus service was deterred. Oh, boy. Uh, Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. Good afternoon. It's a great day for talk radio, John. Thank you for that. Looking bright, sunshiny yourself in that orange. Boy, that's a beautiful, radiant outfit. It just Thank you. I'm sad that your listeners can't see it. Well, you know, my description should have actually theater of the mind. (laughs) They they have a better idea of what it is and probably seeing it personally. Mike Van Solen, principal and navigator. How's Mike? I'm doing really good, John. Great to be here. Good and to have you here. I have a question. Is there is there a limit on the number of times you can say in a show it's a great day for talk radio? There is no limit. As All a matter right. of fact, it, if there is, we're going to blow right through that because uh, I don't follow the rules, my friend. Well, it absolutely is a great day for talk radio. There you go. And David Sparrow is the national president of ACTRA, the Film and TV Actors Union here in Canada. How's David? I uh, am braving the elements for a great day in talk radio right here now. Uh, luckily, I didn't need to take a school bus down here, so I was able to arrive. It's amazing. You're braving the elements. You know, I mean, such courage, such, you know, uh, spine, and uh, you rose to a new level here. I, young people would not believe it if you hadn't mentioned it yourself. You know, you are so right. When when I was a boy, ice used to freeze at 32 degrees, and then Trudeau's dad changed it to zero degrees, and it has been getting colder ever since. It's amazing, right? <laughs> really, it confuses people at the border with the states. Absolutely. You see them come in with their skis on the on the car and in the middle of that July. Wall. That's Suddenly, right. from 77 to, uh, you know, 23, boom. Boom. Exactly. 50-point drop. They can't figure that. But, uh, you know, it's a serious question, though, because school bus cancellations, this happens inevitably every year. It's like, uh, you know, we're going through this as an annuity. But, Adrian Batra, Mm -hmm. do you think this is a sign that we're going soft, or is it prudent to do the public health, uh, whatever medical officer of health suggested, you know, your skin will freeze in 10 seconds of exposure, therefore don't go outside, yada, yada, yada? Yeah, so I grew up in Saskatchewan, where uh, it's minus 40 before the wind chill, Mm. and we have a thing called block heaters in all of our vehicles, (laughs) including the school buses, so they just keep running and on those prairie wintry roads. I don't know if it's a matter of us being more wimpy. I think it's just we have bubble-wrapped our children a little bit more than we used to. And so parents have taken um, extreme measures to to ensure that their their precious little snowflake will, nothing will possibly bad will happen. Teachers are responsible. Schools are still responsible. Um, I just think that there's there's been a shift in sort of what we can brave as far as the elements go. And yet, you know, uh, snowflakes are supposed to, you know, <laughs> endure not only yeah. this, but actually enjoy this kind of thing. So it seems almost like it's uh, antithetical. But 
I guess Mike Van Solen will ask you. We're sitting around here like, you know, it's the Algonquin round table of old fogies <laughs> pronouncing. I'm still wearing six inch heels in the snow, by the way. Well, that's Just hot. FYI. Yeah, that keeps good. you above the drifts. That's good. That's and it. Just, yeah, you yeah. dig in. <laughs> yeah. You dig in. You do. You it's get, like spikes. Yeah, sure Literally. <laughs> you, you learn that in Saskatchewan and the sloughs, too. Damn didn't right, you, you do. Okay. All right. So, but Mike, I mean, is this a signal that we're going soft or what's going on? Well, you know what? This, this actual extreme weather alert, uh, unlike many that have preceded, it uh, seemed more warranted. I mean, it was colder than a well digger's hind quarter, whoa, if you might whoa. say. Hey now. Um, so it, it was a it was a cold one, and uh, and look, there's that you know really sad story. For example, of Jill Giuseppe's uh, mother who uh, who yes. died in, in in Quebec. Uh, she froze outside of a nursing home. So so these are these are real things. And uh, while I generally do believe that we're kind of growing softer as a society, um, man, it was cold outside. Colder than the Leafs power play, I was saying. <laughs> uh, do you guys watch sports on a weekend, anybody? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Then let me ask you this. I mean, when it comes to games that mean an entire season and to wit, uh, the New Orleans Saints and the L.A. Rams, it was so obviously a case of uh, pass interference, and yet it's not reviewable. I mean, if a whole season is going to hinge on a ref's blown call, shouldn't it be... Any and all cases can be reviewed uh, with limitations. You know, maybe you get three challenges. I mean, they do now, but uh, some some cases are not reviewable. I'll just yeah. digress to ask you, Mr. Sparrow. I don't get it. You know, there are other types of plays where they're automatically reviewed, whether it was totally obvious that the guy ran in and scored a touchdown. They, oh, no, we got to review it. Everything goes for review. And then something like this happens, which is so stinking obvious, and they won't review it. It doesn't make any sense. I watched a game the previous weekend when the uh, te- the defender was hit with the ball in the back of the head <laughs> as he took down the receiver. And I'm thinking... That pretty much says that that was pass interference. Otherwise, it would have hit him in the face. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it's a point well made. So, I mean, Mike, thought? Well, it, it's ridiculous. I don't understand why the NFL can't be agnostic on this. You know, ha- have your three, four challenges. Use them, uh, use them uh, you know, to, with great discretion uh, because once they're gone, they're gone. But uh, why they would decide that that can't be reviewed and another one can, uh, you, know, so, you know, look, it makes a mockery of that game now. And, you know, it really messed up. My play, my playoff football pulls too. So. <laughs> well, now that's the most un- unkindest cut of all again. But you're right; a whole season hinged on that one play because it, it's a given. New Orleans then runs out the clock; they win, uh, and they lost. The Rams, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's all great. I watched Duke basketball. That was my sporting event to watch this week, and I did watch the highlights. I am I, I'm an NFL fan for sure. Um, a little disappointed that once again Tom Brady has made it into the Super Bowl. Why? I'm not a fan. But don't you... I'm uh, a Manning uh, fan, so I always would root for Eli Manning. Oh, wow. Who Eli? Beat, yes. Wow. Two who Super Bowls. beat him twice in the right. Super Bowl. He did, but there were circus catches. This was almost a hand of God moment that... Uh, but, you know, this is a perplexing thing to me. A lot of people just hate Belichick and Brady together. But genius should be applauded and appreciated, shouldn't it? Well, they're talented, and he is... Look, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't dismiss him if he wanted to have a conversation with me. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We're, we're still talking um, about Brady and not Belichick. Yes, we're about yeah. Tom Brady. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just I find him off-putting, and I think he's kind of a I don't know a d bag. Brady. Yeah. You know, humble genius so should be Rams. celebrated. Humble genius should be celebrated, and Tom Brady does not have the humility necessary. Yeah, check I'm your sorry. Ubers at the door, right? That's right. Yeah. Really, you think he's that uh, arrogant, eh? Afterwards, uh, you know, he talked about how good Kansas City was and uh, that 
they just happened to, you know, come to the fore and everybody there pull, played their part. You got mm-hmm. the sense that he's just uh He was holding a bike pump in his hands at the time, yeah. so I don't know whether that... <laughs> okay. uh, I suppose when you're you that good, you can yeah. be that much of a a-hole, but I don't know. Well, and possibly too. All right, but let's leave that. I just wanted to know how you guys all felt about that. Now let's uh, turn to some other matters that... Uh, are topics worthy of discussion. The cannabis retail stores uh, in certain neighborhoods, that uh, Mm -hmm. has been determined for the city of Toronto, but Brampton, for example, has a vote later on tonight with a special uh, meeting of council at 7 o'clock. Tonight's a cutoff, by the way, and uh, if you opt out, you can always get back in later, but if you opt in, you can't get out. So Toronto, the die is cast. We're in. We're in for the long haul. But uh, some neighbors are, like, communities have suggested they want nothing to do, at least at this point, with cannabis stores in their uh, uh, region or neighborhood, and that's, uh, damn, Richmond Hill. You Markham. Vaughn. Yeah, Markham. Mm-hmm. Scarpetti and Council voted overwhelmingly in favor. I mean, do you think that these uh, retail stores would be problematic for their neighborhood, Adrian? No, I don't think so. I think the problem is, is this whole notion of a municipality being able to opt in or opt out is sort of is not necessarily born out of the cannabis issue. It's born out of what the liberals used to do with forcing certain aspects of the Green Energy Act on municipalities. Right. And so, you know, the Ford government has said, you're going to have your say, you're going to have the opportunity to do so, sort of like they're your own version of a local referendum. I just think that the challenge for those um, communities that are rejecting it is it is burying their heads a bit in the sand because you can go from you know, 40 minutes down the road and, and participate and, or buy cannabis. And of course you have it on the online store and, 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 and the like. So I find that they are going to miss out on an extraordinary amount of revenue. Um, but also these things go in cycles and for your time, uh, we're going to see how, uh, the legalization goes in Ontario and we're going to have an leather election in four years. And a lot of those city councillors will either be there or tossed out. Some of those mayors will change. So I think their perspectives will change too. Mike? Yeah. Look, I think it was one of the brilliant moves of the Ford government so far to say, okay, municipalities, you can decide, opt in or opt out. And then uh, likewise, I think uh, the the counter to that is I think it would be boneheaded for municipalities to actually opt out because, as Adrian uh, properly points out, they're not going to stop marijuana from being in in their neighborhoods. They're probably going to get the uh, you know the, the the illegal stores in their places more likely. They're going to forego all the revenues that would come with it. Um, so uh, you know, so it's out of out of purely political considerations that they may take a pass. But even those municipalities that take a pass, I am sure future city councils and each of those will in time flip it and it will be legal or they'll have storefronts in every community across uh, the province. All right, so Mike and Adrian make it seem like it's a benign exercise, no harm, no foul. Do you see it that same way, Mike? I, I think, frankly, that they can choose to opt out now. The idea that they'll never be allowed to opt back in, I agree that's going to be up for change. I think it's kind of ironic that the government you know, forces the city of Toronto, a municipality, to change the size of its city council and then turns around and offers other municipalities the option of opting in or out of cannabis sales. Um, obviously, two completely different things, but basically either municipalities run themselves or they're run by the government, and uh, this is kind of a... Uh, an interesting choice that they're offering here, and I don't think they'll be able to hold them to it forever. Well, that's an interesting take. Uh, To your point, Adrian, that was uh, because I know when Smitherman was in charge of the 
I guess, environment. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a guy who was suggesting you can't, uh, this nimbyism doesn't work for him. You're going right. to put wind turbines here, you know, and uh, we don't want to hear any more about it. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, I mean, certainly the, the, the Ford government has, has made that concerted effort to ensure that the municipalities themselves are the ones that are making the autonomous decisions. Now, um, we uh, could debate what happened with Toronto, the size of Toronto City Council, but that's a, sort of a you know a separate thing. But the long-term implication of a municipality and a local community should be left up, frankly, to to those that are in, responsible for it. I just think in an in instance such as this, it is short-sighted, and they are. Um, you know, I think catering to a certain segment of their population who don't want to see this type of, um, you know, mushrooming of cannabis retailers all, all around their community, even though I think that, too, is a short-sighted notion because only so many won the lottery. Right. And so this is this is a, a reality. And I, I just think that many of them are doing their residents a disservice by, by burying their head in the sand about it. Oh, by the way, John, that Brampton meeting is at 8 o'clock tonight behind the gym. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the real meeting. The other one is just pro forma stuff in sort of council chambers. All right. Let's come back. Uh, more topics worthy of discussion with our panel Adrian Batra, Mike Van Solen, David Sparrow on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on demand audio.